Hello there and welcome to episode 4 of the Headbang Fridays podcast, where I drink beer, talk shit, and hopefully you will listen. My name is Alex and I'm going to be hosting the show. And right now I'm about to enjoy an innocent gun, rum barrel red beer, which is called Blood Red Sky fucking metal as fuck and actually this reminds me obviously of this member that being the name of one of the songs from the latest album uh, self-titled dismembered by the way no news at that front um, there's nothing no statement about any of the guys from the band saying that they will reunite but anyways we will just wait and pray for that reunion reunion to take place But any horse, cheers! Jesus Christ, what a good beer this one is. Again, this is an Innis and Gun Rum Barrel Red Beer. The name is Blood Blood Red Sky. And it's actually, uh, it's really sweet. It has like a vanilla flavor, it has a lot of body, and it's kind of fruity, really, really nice, really fucking good beer. And right at the end, you get a bit of a taste of rum. You can definitely feel that, like, right at the end of the flavors. It's really good, really interesting beer. This is actually the second beer from this company that I tried, and I absolutely loved it. Um, The first one that I tried was the Bourbon Barrel Scotch Ale. And obviously that led me to buy another beer, uh, another kind of beer, which is this one that I'm trying right now. And even if I wouldn't like the beer, I would just buy it anyways, just because of the name. Blood Red Sky. I can't help to play that fucking song in my head over and over again while I'm drinking this beer. If you can find it, buy it. It's a really good fucking beer. They make such a good product. And by the way, I'm not endorsed or anything like that by this company. And if I were, I think that I would be dead by now by some liver collapse or some shit like that. Wow, we have some great news today. To be honest, this is something that I've been dreaming about for years. Finally, Septic Flesh are going to make a live show with a full orchestra. This was announced by the band in their official Instagram account past Tuesday. The not-so-great part, at least for me, <laughs> about this is that this live show is taking place in Mexico. And why Mexico? Well, I really don't know. But I assume that this is a cost-effective plan. And I'm saying this because every time that they were asked about making a live show with a full orchestra, they always answer that it was something that they were looking forward to do, but it wasn't going to be cost-effective. And no wonder why. Imagine having to pay 100 and plus musicians every single night. That's a whole lot of money. So, Mexico, I envy you, you fucking bastards. I'm just hoping that this turns out really good to get to see this being done at least once a year in Europe 
and or North America. And actually, on their Instagram account, they also post posted a picture of a huge line of people already buying the tickets. So actually, it wouldn't su surprise me at all that this show sells out in no time. And, oh, I almost forgot. They are making a DVD out of this live show. So it's going to be fucking amazing. On this episode's random band section, I actually have something good to share. I'm not gonna lie. Every time I do this section, I have to press that random button two or three times. Because, Jesus fucking Christ, I don't know if I have bad luck or something, but the bands that I get are Sonic Diarrhea. But any cows, today we got Acme, a very interesting German sludge hardcore kind of that metal act. They are no longer active, according metal archives, but they left two EPs and one single behind them. The one that I got to listen was to reduce the choir to one soloist. And honestly, I really dig this. It's honest, dark and brutal at the same time. And by honest, I mean that you can easily hear these guys puking their guts out musically and lyric-wise. It's brutal because it's brutal and straight to your face violent old-school hardcore without those annoying breakdowns or some fancy technical shit. By the way, I'm kinda tired by this new digent super technical and progressive bands. I know that this is the thing right now, and if you don't play an 8-string guitar, you are not going to be cool. And I also know that this won't last forever. This is just a trend, just like it happened with metalcore and then deadcore a few years ago. But any shoe, let's go back on Acme. I really love how this man mixes a lot of genres into one dark and heavy and brutal thing. It's like hardcore with sludge, a little bit of death metal and a tiny little bit of black metal essence. To be honest, this is my kind of recipe. And as I said, I really love how honest they are, or were, because sadly they no longer exist as a band. They have two EPs and one single. The song you are listening right now comes from the To Reduce the Choir to One Soloist EP. And the name of this song is Cathode. I'm leaving a link on the description so you can listen to the complete EP. <laughs> And on this episode, Gear Talk section, I wanted to talk about a subject that I kind of already touched, which is the expensive guitar versus cheap guitar thing. But this time is going to be a little different. So let's say that you have $500 or euros to spend on a brand new guitar. With this amount of money, you can definitely get a mid-high mid range guitar. There's a lot you can choose from having $500 as a starting budget, yet you won't get the guitar of your dreams. For example, guitars in this price range won't have aftermarket pickups or original Floyd Rose. Well, only a few of them have. Let's say the Jacksons and Dimas, the Adrian Smith signature model, or the ESP LTD Kirk Hammett signature model. And obviously this being the case that you want to buy a guitar with a tremolo system unit. 
But still, most guitars at this price range will have cheap machine heads, thin guitars being one of the few exceptions here, having Grover tuners on almost all of their mid-range guitars. But still, you won't find Seymour Duncans or the Marcios or EMGs. You are going to get the Duncan designed in the best case scenario, or those nasty EMG C passive pickups. And also, another thing to have in mind is that all of these guitars are definitely going to be built in China, Thailand, India, Taiwan. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but you are definitely not going to get a custom shop from USA. So the thing here is that if you are as picky as me and as many other musicians out there, at some point you are going to want to upgrade your axe. And those upgrades won't be cheap. Let's say you want to swap the pickups. That's at least $180. And then you get tired of that damn piece of wood not being in tune most of the times. So you buy some aftermarket locking tuners. Add $100 to the sum. But then, a little late down the road, you discover that the knot plays a big part on the being in tune business. So you buy an aftermarket knot $12. And then your tone and volume knobs start making weird noises every time you turn them up and down. So you go to Sweetwater and see those Seymour Duncan 500k pots and you think to yourself, well that is sexy as fuck. Bam! 60 bucks. So you actually end up paying well over $800 including the new guitar. My point here is all of those brands are built basically at the same factories. LTD, Jackson, Epiphone, Dean, Washburn, Squire, Ibanez, you name it. One day this brand sells a factory in Thailand and then is bought by this other brand. As I said on the first episode, I think that Asian factories got rid of the made in Asia stigma due to the 30 plus years in experience they have making guitars. So a made in Thailand tag doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad guitar. My point being, what if instead of buying a $500 guitar, you buy a $150 guitar and upgrade the living shit out of that damn piece of wood? For example, Harley Benton. They have good quality guitars at this price range. So you're gonna get away with $350 worth in upgrades and the result is going to be a heavily upgraded guitar with top-end quality parts, which you can count on for the rest of your freaking life. Just make sure that the wood quality is okay and then you are good to go. And since I fucking love guitar projects, this is an easy decision for me to take. And as a matter of fact, I'm planning on building myself a Harley Benton project. And then I will make all sorts of upgrades to that guitar. And to prove this point, I'm going to share exactly what I'm planning to buy. And I'm going to compare it with what I could get as a brand new guitar at that price range. So my list goes like this. I have a Harley Benton Extreme 76 VK Classic Series guitar which is 138 euros. Then I have I have a pair of Seymour Duncan Invaders, that's 179 euros. 
I have a Scholar F series locking tuners, six in line, 95 euros. Graftec, um not, 8.9 euros. Three Gibson 500k pods, that's 29, that's 70 euros. I have a Gibson Nashville Bridge, two pneumatic, 39 euros. Warwick Security, Security Strap Locks, 21, that's 30 euros. Uh, some speed knobs, kind of Gibson style, 7.47 euros. And I have the tailpiece or the stop bar at Gibson, 49 euros. All that sums to 567 euros. So let's compare to what I could get with a brand new guitar at that price range. So my first contender is an Epiphone Goth 58 Explorer. Um, this is a strong contender. It's priced 414 euros. It has um, Epiphone shitty pickups. The good thing, I'm almost sure that it has Grover tuners. Not locking tuners as I wanted, but it has Grover tuners, which are pretty good. Still, if I buy this guitar, I, will, I would still have left 100 and plus euros to buy at least the bridge pickup but I will still have the shitty electronics, the not so good neck pickup, and I think that I would still replace the tuners because I'm such a fucking tuning freak that I want to have some locking tuners. And next contender is an ESP LTD EX 200 Explorer, but since I don't like ESP guitars, fuck you, bye. Next in line is a Chapman Guitars Ghost Fred Lunar. Once again, nothing fancy here. Cheap tuners, cheap pickups, cheap electronics, but they have a good reputation on the market for being well-built guitars. Another Epiphone Corina. I don't like that mustard flavor, so fuck you very much. Yet another strong contender is a Jackson Kelly X-Series. And it's a strong contender because I love Jackson's and I love the Kelly series. But, again, cheap pickups, cheap tuners, so no go. And last but not least is the Epiphone 1984 Explorer, which comes with a set of EMGs 81 and 85, and they have Grover tuners. This is like the strongest of all of the contenders because it, have, it has already aftermarket pickups on it and a good set of machine heads. But since I really don't like active pickups and I'm not a big fan of EMG pickups, I'm still gonna go with my cheap guitar and expensive upgrades. So let me know what you think. Would you rather expend $500 on a cheap guitar and upgrades or spend those $500 on a brand new guitar with cheap components? So please let me know what you think on the comments down below. So this is it, episode number four of the Headbang Fridays podcast. Please let me know what you think of the random band that I just shared with you, if you liked it or if you think that is pure sonic diarrhea. If you liked this episode and you are listening through the YouTube channel, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe. I'm also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, at your mother's house, and Instagram. 
I'm leaving all of those links down below so you can check them out. It's Friday, go have yourself a beer, listen to some good music. Actually, last week we got releases from Christian and Monstrosity, which are pretty good. Any dog, have a great weekend, have fun, get drunk, and break your nose.